What up, what up, what up? Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Coleman, and I am so happy that you are here with us for another show. Before we do anything, do yourself a favor, look down, hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. If you're listening to us anywhere podcasts are heard, whether that's Apple Music, whether that's iTunes, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Tidal, wherever you hear or find your podcasts, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow the Charles Coleman Podcast. This is the new home for Black Brilliance, your new favorite podcast. We not just outside, we not just all the way up, we not just in outer space, we in hyperspace. So come get with us and get at us at the Charles Coleman Podcast. Um, Really excited about today's show, man. We are, like I said, we in hyperspace right now. And always love taking the journeys with my contributors. I got a dream team of contributors. They're always, you know, keeping the conversations moving. They're always, challenging me. They're always giving folks stuff to think about. And um, today we are fortunate enough to be joined by one of my favorite members, one of y'all favorite members of the Dream Team. That's right. She's a professional winner. She's the boss at 593 Washington. Blue smell. You already know it's Gloria Sherubin who's on the couch with us. How you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Good to have you back. Yes. Always good for you to be here. It's good to be back. The Charles Coleman podcast mix Absolutely. on the dream team. Absolutely. Um, you know, you see a lot of stuff at Blue. Oh, yeah. All the time. But I, I thought of something that you haven't seen because I thought about something that, like, in my professional space is a thing. So, in the DNI space, for example, you know, people have begun to find different ways to sift through resumes as a means of looking for you know, different different candidates to have the qualities that they need. Right. You, know, you want to find people who are going to add to your workspace from an ethnic place, from, you know, a diversity place. And that's, you know, that's my space. D- right, right, right. Diversity and equity. But I was thinking, I was like, how long is it before white people catch on and we meet like a white Raheem? <laughs> like they start changing names on resumes. Right. Because I went to Howard, right? So they're already white people who go there. Right. Absolutely. So, that, so that's check. Done. So now all you got to do is name your son like William Raheem Smith. Right. And he goes by W. Raheem. And now we would have arrived when the white people have decided to start changing their names to Alizé. (laughs) Yo, the first time I meet, I think the first time I meet a white Alizé, I'm calling you. Please. There are places that I go and people start to recognize me in different, like from different capacities. Right, right. Like, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I be on TV, but I don't really watch TV like that. Right. And a lot of people might be surprised to know that, but there are people who literally, and I know a number, or I've met a number of them, they watch the news from morning to night. Literally. All day long. All day. And sometimes it's like, they don't even see me, they just hear my voice, and then so, what happens is I'll be places and people will sort of give me like the, are you the, the, the right, right. That kind of look. And I'm, you know, I, I'm not. How does that make you feel? Um, I'm growing into it. Okay. It's taking a minute, you know, to, 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 to really just embrace. But what happens is people like do the like sneak snuff selfie bit. <laughs> like, like they, they'll like put the camera like right over it, <laughs> kind of like over the shoulder. Like they right. try to look, but they not, but then they try to get me in the shot. 
when I see, when I meet the white Alize, I'm doing that. Please, and you I, should. I want proof. I want right. you to have proof. Evidence. That we need all that. I've met the white Alize. We need all that. We I'm, need it. Listen, it's it's gonna ha- it, it's gonna happen. It, I, I think it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. It's certain industries we take. We know when we dominate, and it's like I want to get in, and I feel like I got enough color in me to represent, but I keep getting denied because my name is Becky. Becky does not have enough color in her, but right. I know she don't, but I'm just saying she believes she, she do. She might have enough color. But she, what's her name going to be? She got to be something like, you know, Bacardi. Right, well, right, or, right. Or Bacari. Bacari. Right. Right. The first time we meet the, this probably a Bacari Smith, who's a brother. So if Bacari Smith, if you watching, you out there, I mean nothing but love for you, brother. Absolutely. We're going to get right into our shortcuts, man. This is our conversation about news views. And the topics and discussions that have been going on that you are not typically going to see covered in other spaces. So one thing that I've been looking at and thinking about, we're in New York City. And for a lot of people, they may not understand that New York City, in terms of the feasibility of living, the cost of living is like insane. And so I, I was I saw something on social media. I think I sent it to you yeah. about now landlords in new york like the standard not like the hookup you know you met somebody right. and they trying to rent a, rent a rent an apartment the standard in new york is they want you to make 40 times more 40 times more than your salary in order to qualify for rent so i Wait, just want you to, said 40 times 40 more. times more of your salary annually to qualify for what your rent would be. So I, I just want people who are listening to think about this for a moment. Okay. The average price of an apartment in Manhattan, rent wise, hovers around four, four racks a month, right? Well, I'm not even talking about Manhattan. Right. Let's talk Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Let's not even talk Bed Stuy, because right. Bed Stuy's out of here. It's out of here now. Let's talk like, I don't know, what's, what, what would be fair? As an area? Yeah, as an area. You want, you want to say the It's east? a Flatbush. Okay, Flatbush, right? Let's say the median income, or rather the median apartment, one bedroom in Flatbush, would you say 23, 25? For a one bedroom? For a one Easy 3,000. 3,000? Yes. Okay, so we're talking 3,000. We had three. We had three in, 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 on Flatbush. So in order to afford that... We're talking to live in Flatbush and no shade to anybody who lives in Flatbush is not, this is not what we're doing, right? No, absolutely not. $120,000 annually to be like, I live in Flatbush. Now, for those of you who don't know, because some of y'all may not be New Yorkers, you can probably Google Flatbush. Flatbush is not, I don't know what a bad, I don't know what constitutes a bad area, but whatever you all are thinking out there, that means bad area. That's not Flatbush. Right. That's not Flatbush. It's not a bad area. But I do think that for what most people would expect to get right. at 3000 a month, making 120 racks a year, Flatbush ain't it. You know, the, the, the flip side of that is the idea that when you compare it to other cities, it's so dramatically right. different. That's really what the irony... I think in New York, we've kind of become... We've become accustomed to being exploited this way with these very high rents. I think that's because we just we just have four jobs. You know what I'm saying? I got two jobs and two hustles to make that rent. 
You know what I'm saying? Or everybody's got a roommate. You know what I'm saying? Like the one bedrooms are really for families of four. A husband, a wife, and two kids. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you really can't have a three bedroom. Not just that, but I, you know, I really want to sort of be clear about this with people. Because this is another thing for me, right? Like we were joking off camera about, you know, how we show up, how both of us show up, because you're not going to put that on me. We both do this. Um, New York apartments are notorious for having zero closet space, like right. no closet space. That's right? real talk. So when you're talking about, and that's the thing, I, you know, I mean, even, even if you're not somebody who's super into clothes or anything like that, the idea of just, you're talking about a living space that doesn't have enough space to live. Right. Think about that. Right. A living space that doesn't have enough space to live. And so like my bigger thing as I think about this and process it is number one, where are we going with this? Because it's not sustainable. And then number two, one of the things that I really thought about in the pandemic was, you know, I am used to being in a space where a lot of what I had to do was in New York. Right that's no longer the case. Like I can do, just like most people, I can be into my profession almost anywhere. Right. Um, so why would I stay here? I mean, I think you gotta think long and hard about the quality of life you wanna live when you live in New York, right? Um, the thing about New York real estate to me is that it's constantly disrupted by international money. There's so many corporate I entities. Be where's this money coming from? From all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Because people come here for every respective industry, right? You got a lot of big corporations, Wall Street's right here. Every major corporation is here in this city in some form or fashion. And a lot of these huge towers that we see developing specifically in Brooklyn, to me, is being occupied by those corporations. And that's why they're empty. They're owned by other people, but those people are not always here. They're not here. always here. I don't profess to know international tax law or right. anything like that, but I would imagine that on some level, it has to be attractive to your portfolio either from a tax perspective Absolutely. or from a money sheltering perspective or from a money laundering perspective, if that's what you went to, right. that you have this property over in New York that makes valuations crazy. Ridiculous. I think that honestly, you know, I know we got to move on, but I really feel like in a lot of ways, it's one of the things that makes me feel like New York has kind of lost its luster. I really grew up feeling like New York was the capital of the world. I mean, it's a different place. I think at the end of the day, we can't deny that things are constantly changing. But the the bottom of it is, it, it's still New York, though. Our swag is always gone. Oh, indeed. Because the city doesn't sleep. We're going to always have a turn up that's at a whole nother level. Everything is different. We show up different. Everything is different. We're going to move on um, to another part of the Charles Coleman podcast, which... Again, do yourself a favor. Go down, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that follow, that share. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. One of my favorite parts of the show is my contributor segments because that really allows me to really see where everybody is. And it also allows you to get to know the dream team. It allows you to get to know who these contributors are who are coming and making this show as rich and as, as detailed as it is. So today we are having our contributor segment, <coughs> excuse me, one of my favorite contributor segments, which is Branded by G. And for Branded by G, we turn it over. Let's go, let's go, what let's go. About? Today, 
So, branded by G, we're going to talk about business, right? Business. We're going to talk about building and starting a business. Business. Okay? Well, we gonna, I'm going to keep it real I'm basic. I'm a businessman. I'm a business. I'm a business. I got yeah. it. I got it. But I'm, we're going to talk about, I'm going to keep it down to the basic fundamental. First step of starting a business is vision. Mm. Okay? And we don't normally, when people think business, they don't think vision. But it's necessary for there to be a visionary in every business. Okay? The visionary's responsibility is to have endless imagination. <laughs> endless imagination. Who's paying for this? It's free. Imagination is no, free. I know, I know that. <laughs> but see, but that's why it's important. You see, the first question is who's paying for it? But see, the thing about having vision and being a visionary is that it allows you to dream out in your mind without the factors of cost, without the factors of limitation. You gotta dream without walls. Visionaries, when visionaries put their mind to something, right? A lot of times businesses fail because they're not thinking and dreaming big enough. It's important to really kind of pour yourself into your idea and really do your due diligence and dig into that concept. So your vision, if your vision is too small, it's only gonna take you but so far. But when you imagine without walls, and you just kind of like let yourself go without any reservation, you'll be, it, it, it allows you to go beyond all of the errors that could possibly come up, number one. Number two, the next step about that vision, it's not important just enough to think about it. You know, we have these ideas of people saying, well, you gotta kind of like see yourself doing it, that's very important. But more important than that is writing it down. Writing it down, because sometimes when you think of stuff, it's kind of crazy and left, you'd be like, it sounds good in your head because it's in your head. But when you have to formulate sentences and put it into a real structure, and don't think, oh, I gotta have a business plan. Yes, that's gonna come. That's the, but from right. the beginning, the first part is just downloading everything in your mind onto paper. Because once you put it on paper, then you have the ability to go back and look at it and read it and tweak it. And then you, as you're doing that, you're gonna keep thinking of more and more and more. So, Brandon Baji, you wanna start your own business? Get your imagination going without walls. You need to be a visionary and think and think and think and dig in and just pour it out without stop. There it is. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon by G. <laughs> this is why you come here to the Charles Coleman Podcast to learn the lessons from the Gloria Sherman School of Business, which I've taken several I've audited several classes. I don't do the, I'm, I'm done with the A, B, C, D grade. I'm, I'm past a fail at this point in my life. Right, right. <laughs> I'm past it. I'm I've done more than enough GPAs. Or, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to hold you, but I have to say it so we don't get sued by nobody. That whole like, you like, I mean, it was correct, right? But like, yo, Loki, we know you bit that. We know you bit that from. I can't I, write the vision and make it plain. I don't know. I can't pronounce the book of the Bible that it's in. Oh, okay. But I know it though. I'm saying, but. I can't get sued because. Habakkuk is not coming to sue you. Habakkuk might. It's descendants. <laughs> real talk. I think that that's what it is in terms of, honestly, real talk to be grounded in the word. Absolutely. Right? Like we, we you know, it's, it's, for those of you who don't know, we filming on a Sunday. Um, and, and, and the spirit of what it is and how we move is always grounded in that word. But I think that, all jokes aside, that is a real application Absolutely. of like how the word is relevant, right? Because right. somebody who hears that, they're like, oh, it makes sense. No, that's a very practical thing. Right. Like, it's a real thing. I can show you right now how I have sat in blue smoke and literally written down this vision to right. be here on 
like, like y'all want my own show. Like to be in this space. Right. So what you just talked about is not just like, oh, see it, think it, feel it, be it. Like right. the secret. It's not no. a secret. It's right there. It's, it's black and Make white. Make it real. It's a real you principle. Absolutely. So let's move on um, to our main conversation today. I, you know, gee, I feel like every time we, we talk on the show, it, it gets a little like heady. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to have fun. Yeah. We had a good we've, we've had some good and it's good because it's a good mix of right. things. But I just want to have a, a really fun conversation that, you know, I um, recently I, I, I participated in a Star Wars like it was like Star Wars fantasy camp. Mm. So for those of you who don't know, I am probably one of the biggest Star Wars fans that any of you out there know or are listening to. So if George Lucas, if you want to come on the show, come get at me. We here for you, bro. John Boyega, if you want to come get on the show, salute to John Boyega, who actually went in the media and said, yo, I want black women. I don't want anything other than black women. And then there were like his white fans across the Star Wars universe who were like, oh, why? What about me? He was like, yo, I, I want black women. That's what I want. Salute to you for being in the position that you're in and saying that. But anyway... I went to this Star Wars fantasy camp like situation mm-hmm. and I totally nerded out. I had the costumes. I had the, the you know, like I just totally nerded out and I loved it. Okay. Right. And then I started thinking, cause I go to Comic-Con, I do that. There are so many spaces that black people don't really know all the time widespread. Like, oh, black people do that. Like I like I talk to people and they whenever I tell people I'm an avid skier, they get surprised. They're like, "Oh, you ski? Yeah, I ski. <laughs> you mean? Let's go." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not doing BMX. I'm not right, doing right, right, right. But there are tons of black people I know who do that. Absolutely. And there are a lot of us in different spaces. You got Blurred Con. You have, you know, we we just have a lot of different spaces. Another thing that I learned was big among black people was the rodeo in Houston. Right. Like, that's a big thing. Oh, it's absolutely big. So I want to know from you, what is something that you do that when you tell other black people, they're like, wait, we do that? Or an area that you might go into? Nah, you know, real talk, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Getting massages is like a regular thing So you go regularly? I'll go regularly. Like, I'm the person that's taking out annual packages. Oh, so you get the membership? I get the membership and the whole thing. And, you know, I feel like, you know, for us, a lot of times it's hard for us to kind of like relax. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we, because we so, we got to grind, we got to grind, we got to grind. But like, that's like, that's something that whenever I tell people like, no, I'm really into, like, I go hard. Like, I go, like. You have a personal person or you like to switch it up? I switch it up. Like, I'll do a Korean style massage. I'll do a Russian style massage. There's different types, like Swedish massage. There's all different different kinds of massages like yeah like the russian massage like they do this thing with this eucalyptics right they take actual eucalyptic leaf like a branch right and when they got like they into like extreme heats right so like these saunas get hotter and hotter yo they got the like a bucket in the sauna Mm -hmm. and you dip the bushel of eucalyptus and you beat yourself with it (laughs) right chill (laughs) for some reason when you said it i started thinking you, what they doing with this branch? The bushel, yo, it's, yo, it's uh, eucalyptus. It's good for your skin, yo, and you beat yourself with it. Like, it's, it's... I'm having flashbacks to, like, go get a switch. 
Right. Nah, it's not. not I know it's weird. not that, but right. <laughs> I know. Yo, I'll tell you a story another time about my experience with that. But yo, everybody like interprets things differently. We love tea. But if you go to different countries, everybody kind of drinks tea a different way. We love coffee. But everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had that kind of thought process. So I started like digging into like different countries and seeing like how they experience spas. So when I went to the Russian spot, it was just like completely... When I saw the, when I seen it, I, was, I saw this guy doing it. He was just like, in there hitting. I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I've seen the eucalyptus sitting. I didn't know what it was for. Mm. And then it was just like, but it's amazing, man. You feel so exhilarating after that. You know, there are different spaces that a lot of us are either curious about or that we've somehow just stumbled upon right. that we ain't up on. So I think that people sort of like have a little bit of fear around like. I've never, you know, it's fear of the unknown. It's right. fear of the new. I've never Absolutely. done this before. But I think we've got to get away from that. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I, You know, social media actually has, and this is, you're going to not see me praise social media very often. This is one of the few times that you'll see me say something positive about right. social media. But I do think that one of the positives about social media is that it exposes people to things that they may not have ever seen before. Yes. So as someone who's watching, if I'm watching someone who's black do something that I don't particularly associate with black people, it then gives me a model like, oh, it's been done before. Right. Like I could do this. I could step into that space. Like, okay. But it also, the other thing is low key, it also helps you find the community of people who are doing it that much faster. Exactly. So like, you know, like, oh, I, I ain't the only one. I want to learn how to skateboard. I want to learn how to, you know, do whatever. Right. right. I want to learn how to mountain climb. Absolutely. Like I have a high school friend Who's a black woman? We don't really mess around with the cliffhanger bit. <laughs> nah. Generally. Nah, yeah. It's, it's her and a whole bunch of other black women. Wow, it's dope. And they climb mountains. That's like, that's up. their shit. Like, they go across the world. And, and so I think that's one positive about social media. The other thing that I would say is, unfortunately, about this, some of it comes from us not knowing our own history. Because a lot of these spaces are spaces we was already in years and years and years and years and years ago. Right. And they got techniques and just changed them. Right. I'm not saying the Russians did that. Right, right. But I would imagine that at some point, I mean, the same way, I'll put it this way, the same way that there have been techniques borrowed from Eastern medicine and all sorts of other things to give us where we are holistically now. Right. People been borrowing stuff from the spaces that we've been in for years. All day. It's like martial arts, right. a perfect example. There are several forms of martial arts that come from Angola. Mm. Like capoeira comes from a, a form of martial arts that was practiced in Angola. And I know that like it's from Brazil, capoeira right. is from Brazil, so on and so forth, which is an Afro-Latino country. I get it. But what I'm saying is just the notion of we think martial arts, we think, oh, this is just something that's Asian or coming from right. No, we was there too. Absolutely. To get rid of those stigmas, stop being scared. Stop being scared and it might not make no money. The, Get out, try something new. The capitalist brings it back to bread. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna wrap up our <laughs> main conversation for today on the Charles Coleman podcast. We are in everyone's favorite segment, rules of engagement, a conversation on love, sex, and relationships. And uh Got a good one lined up for you today. But before we get into it, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button at the bottom of the screen that you can follow us, get exclusive content. We are on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere where podcasts are heard. The Charles Coleman Podcast, your new favorite podcast, your home for black brilliance. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you today. I got 
My dream team with me, we run in a triangle offense. We got Kashmir Kurt, understated but never underrated. And of course, we got the boss of 593 Washington, the professional winner, my girl, J- Glorious Rubin on the couch. Um, so, G, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. Stay putting me on the spot. It, it's, it's, you're what's here. New? You're here. I'm here for yeah, it. like what's yes. new, right? Um, what is it? Like, we got to get to the bottom. We got we to gotta start getting to the bottom of what is it with like women and accountability in relationships? Oh my God. Why is it so hard to just like be like, you know what? I did it. I own it. I was wrong, what have you. And that's it. Like, what's the, what's the thing? Women are accountable. Women yeah. all the time. The problem is that okay, you let me, I'm guys waiting. don't ever want to accept the reality that we exist in. That's the problem. You guys are delusional. You're oh, delusioned d- by the thoughts in your mind. You come up with these ideas that are just unreasonable. But our accountability factor is always accurate and on par. That's what you think. That's yes, what that's what I think. And that's, that's what so I know. On, that is so on code. No, like, that's so on code. It's what it is. It's a matter of fact. Like, men, right now. Men are unaccountable for the shit that they constantly do. Like, that's right now. That's really where we are. Right now, there that's are. That's the real question. There are we women at home. We need to restart this podcast. This is a podcast. The Charlie <laughs> <Coleman> show. <laughs> this, wait, we're, we're, women are at home right now. Like, they was on pins and needles. Like, is she going to give us up? No. And then she, she said, no. Nah, they was like, all right. Check. <laughs> she, she's still in the club. We are always. Kurt, accountable. Kurt, am I making this up? No, you're not making it and up. And I'm am I making like it's it's almost even a joke. Like it's like it's a joke, like you know, like even, even also is that that wanna do two against one. That's what this is. Hold Wait on. Hold on, we Slow gotta down. back up. Cause what you said <laughs> was that we Slow wanna down. tag team you. That's, and you know what I mean. In this I do, conversation. <laughs> I do, which is why I gotta clarify <laughs> what you said. Right. Nah, so I'm not letting you rock on that. I have found, and many men have been in the same boat, that like, even when it comes to apologizing, it's like, I ain't really going to say I'm sorry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get in bed and like, just scooch so that he can sort That's of... That's an I'm sorry. Nah, sorry. Come on. A warm body scooch? <laughs> when you get the booty poke scooch? That's nah. a clear sign of I'm sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. That's like saying like... You know what that is? All right, so if you caught me checking your phone, right? Right, okay. And it was really a work call, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pizza Hut was really Pizza Hut. It was really, you know, <laughs> you can't fault me for the history of men that have cheated, that have fostered this environment Stop, in which I am concerned Stop that, about dude. these not, random not, numbers not the that same. start with 932 from same. Uber. Come you're on. Wild, you're wilding. You're wilding. You're wilding because... Yeah. Go ahead, Carl. I'm gonna let you. For the same reason, I can't sleep with your girlfriend because the Wi-Fi works. You you can't do that. (laughs) You can't do that. Like because I take care of the home doesn't give me any pass. That's Uh, that's not an assumed apology. uh, Same thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that. And here's the thing about what you're saying, right? You have to, and, and this is where I have an issue with it. Okay. You have to own the type of relationship that you want. Right. So you can't have a relationship when a man is you're expecting him to be accountable and transparent if you're not willing to do the same thing. No, so the, so to be honest. Yeah, all, come on, break the code, break it, break it, break it. We waiting, we waiting. Come on, 
And I was going to change my code, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to what I'm saying. Stand on it. Y'all stand on it. Ain't shit. Ain't never been shit. And the level of accountability I deserve is nil. You're not gonna get it. You're gonna get exactly what you've been getting because you've been getting what you've been putting out. All right. You reap what you sow. Damn. See, this is a problem. This is the problem, right? No, I, I, here's a perfect example of non-accountability. Yes, I just want to feed the fuel. You just want to. You just want. I want to display a perfect example of what unaccountability looks wanna like. You just want to fan the flames. <laughs> this is this is your being an enabler, right? Yes, now. I am because we have earned the right to enable this space. No, you. But but okay. So we've had fun with this, and I, I'm glad we've had fun with this. But I do think. Yeah, get serious. Or, well, please. All right. Yeah. You can't have a space where you want a certain level of transparency and you want a certain level of openness when you're not willing to show and model what accountability looks like. Right. And I think that, you know, for women, and, and here's the, the, the problem that I have with it and that a lot of men have with it is women are super, super, super smart, like way smarter than any of us can be. We are. A lot of times y'all, a lot of times y'all are manipulating situations because you know that we don't have the ability to sort of like articulate what's wrong or what happened. Or if it's not a blatant violation, like it's like, you know, you did it. Like, you know, you did some shit. Or you know you you know what I'm saying like you know you showing yeah, up there in a particular are those spaces. way. I'm, right. I, I'm not gonna deny. There are those and you're spaces. taking advantage of our centered, lack of communication. They're centered around women's insecurities. You know what I mean? That would breathe this kind of like not taking ownership for the shit that she does. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, when it's wrong and you go wrong and strong, there is space in that world. I don't want to sit here and act like it doesn't exist. This is what we need. That's all. But that's all. Same it's time, reasonable. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I understand. But at the same time, you have to also understand where that stems from and what that comes from. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times those insecurity spaces exist because of how shifty men present, how secretive Men present all of the posturing, the constant, you know, I don't want to really express how I feel, space, but I feel. I don't want to tell you I love you because- But you chose the nigga. Yeah, I know, but all y'all niggas is the same. So it ain't like as much options of variability out there. Y'all got like this school of- don't show a bitch emotion that y'all go to. You know what I'm saying? And y'all got a school of- don't get these niggas an inch, because right. if so, then we all got to get these niggas right. inches, and then we don't want to give well, nothing. Well, somebody's got to give in a little bit before we could get to a space where there's like this kind of amicable understanding. You know what I'm saying? But right now, for now, it's all our war. So and just, we will not take accountability, and y'all will continue to maintain all these facades. What about the community? The community needs to step their shit up. <laughs> Kurt, I'm going to let you have the last word before we close out. Man, all this shit sound crazy to me, man. <laughs> if you fuck up, just take it. Own it. Apologize and let's move on together. All this back and forth trying to understand one another, that, that shit is for the birds, man. And it's stressful on the relationship. You need to write love songs, Joe. I might want to, but for now, come on, ladies. You know you fucked up. <laughs> just do the right thing. It's real simple. And that's it. It's real simple. That's going to do it for another edition of Rules of Engagement on the Charles Coleman Podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. This is what we do. This is the new home for Black Brilliance. We're not just outside. We're not just all the way up. We are in outer space. We're in hyperspace. So come get with us. We'll check you next week on another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. Peace.